A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Jen here <laughs> and I'm Lay and welcome back to the Wildly Not podcast. Welcome Hello. friends. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. Yeah. Here dragging our ass in here. I mean our very pregnant asses. <laughs> we need to. We need to because why? When they tell you about the sleep <laughs> how the sleep it's is not- holding me hostage. <laughs> mine doesn't exist or it does exist but at the worst times ever oh is it (laughs) yeah because i don't sleep at night so i just like sleep randomly like in the middle of my day i mean fair enough me too i woke up the other day at my desk at work i was like huh (laughs) (laughs) shit i'm at work (laughs) that's funny i just closed my laptop i'm like goodbye everyone (laughs) it's like you have to have a conversation with the baby like don't you realize that we need this job (laughs) we need it we're not ready oh my god take a break but babies don't care they They don't don't want me to chill yeah that was how i felt last night last night was like kind of rough for me i was like what's happening i need to and it's always it's like when i need to be up in the morning that's when like this baby's trying to do things like "Mm, i'm trying to move around I'm trying to I'm trying to get comfortable in here. And then when I have nothing to do, the baby's like, oh yeah, okay, fine. We can chill. Like, come on. No. Sleep all night. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, it's wonkers. But anyway, tell me, friend, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Okay, the feeling. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. I mean, friends, I'll tell you one thing. I know I say this all the time and then I end up getting pregnant, but this is the last. time pregnancy is not for me and I can say that confidently I will not do this again and I'm happy to experience it but I will be more thrilled when it's over (laughs) I am so tired and weak and I, I I'm just like so over being feeling this way it's like this baby is like amazing he's growing he's like super active which is great for him, not the best for me because he's sitting so low on my, (laughs) I can barely move, like sitting on my bladder and having cuddles with it. So I'm just peeing all day, all night. But honestly, it's, it's, it's the morning sickness for me that just decides to not go away. Yeah. How dare I dismiss this second? Cause Lord knows you need it. Child, listen, like what's it called again? Cause I can't pronounce it. The condition is way too, like, I can't pronounce it. I know if there's an H in there. I just call it. HG? It's hyper, hyper, 
I never say it properly. My, my, my doctor's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme nausea, extreme morning sickness. That's what I call it. Hyper. I'm going to ask Google, how do I say it? Because I just be yeah. so strange when I say. Let's get the phonetic like wording of it, because I can't figure and say that thing. But as soon as the other day I was watching a TikTok and this woman was talking about it, she was sharing her experience with oh, it, like ear. incessant vomiting from like she's like nine to 11 times a day. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, wait, is this what Shen has? So I said it to her. And she's like, this is exactly what I have. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, reading the comments was even scarier. Like people, everyone was weighing in about like how crippling this condition is. And it was just too much. It was just too much. Like, I'm like, praise God. Praise God. When I I ain't got that. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I I I don't even know. I have no words to describe it. It's actually just Mm -hmm. so crippling. And like it's actually super depressing to be sick like that every single day for Mm -hmm. months. It just like takes it takes everything away from you. I just can't. I just cannot like I go through every day and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just waiting for it to happen so I could fall asleep and do it again tomorrow. It's so crippling. And that depressing. is I mean, I can't imagine it. Right. I mean, part of the joy of being pregnant. I mean, I don't know if it's for anybody else, but at least for me is eating whatever the hell you want. Judgment free. Yeah. And judgment, ju- free of judgment of, like, from yourself and from others and it's like I care less about the other judgment from others but more about like sometimes how critical I can be on myself um, but mm-hmm. when I'm pregnant it's like it's fair game I'm feeding I'm eating like I'm eating for two feeding another human and even though doctors you know kind of um, try and discourage you from saying that because they don't want you to, you to get gestational diabetes overindulge <laughs> yeah exactly but I just I recognize that like I'm growing a human being um, so I need more energy and I need my food. And yes, of course, trying to make, you know, healthier food options, but having more sizable portions if I want to going back for seconds, if I want to. Um, so, and this is for someone much like yourself who just loves to eat already. Like I'm already mm-hmm. someone who loves food. So like this, uh, I don't know, like vile relationship with food because it makes me physically ill would be the worst thing for me. Like the worst. Yeah, I, I couldn't it. imagine you going through this. <laughs> I literally loves our food. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it would send me into like, yeah, what's it called? That's not, that's not postpartum. Like, just like, yeah, depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You're my hero. Like a nice, a nice stint of feeling super depressed because I was so anxious for every meal or anxious to go outside. I was like locked in the house because I didn't want to. I just didn't want to vomit anymore. And like, no one ever talks about like after having a baby, like everything is loose. So it's also just very embarrassing because um, every time I throw up, it's like I'm contracting so much muscles in my stomach oh, that I would just yeah. pee myself wow. every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I was like, this is, I can't even tell people that. I'm just like, all right, bye. Tell <laughs> us, tell us all. Because every other mother here, like, and I say this, like, not even like every other, like pregnant mother, like, you know, you may, be, may or may not be pregnant. Um, but I feel like incontinence is something that a lot of women deal with, like for a while postpartum, like that's something that's not easy to get with it to get like rid of. And then you also have to deal with that, like, you know, um, during menopause. I remember my mom complaining about that so much. She was like, Mm-mm, this is not it. <laughs> is it? 
Bladder. No, no. Bladder, don't fail me now. Don't fail me. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Have a little yeah. backpack with <laughs> walking around a little back. Why do you have a backpack today? I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, the good news is they're making these depends super cute now because listen, when very I very sleek, they are. Because <laughs> when I was pregnant with Yara, I was like, oh, like postpartum, like my depends, like they were pretty cute. Definitely recommend. Uh, like, forget the pads after having a baby. Gold depends right away. No one has time for that. You get full coverage and ultimate absorption. But yeah, honestly, it's been very draining. And unfortunately, even though I am past my second trimester, it's still happening. I was just having a conversation with my mom yesterday because I had to leave work early. So I think mm-hmm. I made them pick. I had to make them pick me up because John oh, wasn't wow. finished work. And um, oh, from downtown, she's. No, no, no. I took the train, but like, okay, they, okay, okay. They got me, they got me halfway because I was like, I can't do this. I'm so nauseous. So they came for me and I'm like, oh my God, like, why is this still here? Like, I'm like past 23 weeks. Like, why is this happening to me? And my mom's like, oh, you know, it might happen. I had it when with one of your brothers. I was sick until I gave birth to him, like throwing Excuse up me? into labor. I was like, you're uh... just going to throw that information out there. What? Today? <laughs> I'm dismissing I've that. I've only been pregnant all of twice now. And this is what you want to pass on, like nonchalantly. Yeah, it yeah. happened to me too. If I knew. <laughs> Rebuking that in the name of Jesus, that will not be your portion. <laughs> because sick the whole way. God, what? Like, no, thank you. Like, no. First of all, I'm already getting annoyed that I'm so tired. Like, I'm like, where is my second trimester, like, boost of energy? Like, first, I feel like, my- yeah. By this point with Yara, like I was ready. I was feeling like alive. Like I was feeling so alive. I was like super duper. Was I teaching summer school? I was moving. No, I, was I was taking a course. I was in summer I school. Was... Oh my God. <laughs> like I was taking a course. So I was like alive. This time I, alive. Was chilling. I was decorating the house. I just moved into the, the first house. Yeah. I remember I had so much energy. I was nesting. I was painting. I was putting furniture together and you know those big ass stairs that I had in that first house I was going up and down those stairs now one task a day and I sleep for the next 10 hours then I'm out I'm out I think I did one thing yesterday I do like some stuff at my desk and then I do one errand and then I'm in a coma for the rest of the day (laughs) you can't find me (laughs) cold that's it and yeah. I still go to bed early. <laughs> That's the joke. And I'm still like, I got to go to bed. I'm tired. But then it's again, fun. it's like, if I don't have enough food, I'm just like, like this all day. I'm so, ugh, I'm so weak. At least I'm more than halfway through, I think. now. Yes. yes Past the halfway mark. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. I can feel the baby moving so much now. He's super active. I thought like, you know, I'm walking around all day or um, get my body moving. He'll sleep. But no, this guy's this guy's on and popping all day. Yeah, I feel like I rather I'm looking forward to that. I feel movement sometimes more times. I feel pressure, which is like more frustrating because it's like mm, I really would rather like just not have this con- like consistent pressure <laughs> on my bladder. Maybe, like, you're I'd rather, having like, a, maybe you're having a boy like just I mean, happen- I don't know. That happened to me. It happened to me, and then I realized that he's he's sitting much much lower 
much lower than when where winter was sitting because I could feel winter like yeah up here when I had her feeling it was like all the way up here I could only feel her like shuffling around but I've yeah. only felt him like down in this area so when sure. it started when he started to grow I was like oh my god like sitting on nerves or something my whole bottom half is so yeah. heavy like frequent peeing, honestly, I know that's like a, a, a like one of the uh, prominent signs of, of of pregnancy. But for me, that wasn't. So for me, um, yeah, like that was something that that was a symptom that, of course, I experienced much later in my pregnancy. But I feel like it's been consistent throughout the frequent peeing here, yeah, because of how low. But I mean, my midwife said like, oh, that also has a lot to do with everything's already stretched, right? So that's potentially why it is. But like, I don't know. I we're not, I, I we'll see. I find out May seventh. So. we'll see what happens I mean like I said I'm excited regardless I think that um Leon says he's excited regardless too obviously he I think there's a part of him truly that would like having a boy but I just want to get his hopes up yeah exactly or his heart set on one thing exactly uh because he's like yeah he's like at the end of the day like what are you like why would I not want another Yara like I'm like I know (laughs) and then I'm on the outs again once again, I am on the outs. <laughs> that would be rough for me. I mean, it's it's weird. I just like never imagined myself with a son. So I'm it, like, it's still every time I think about it, it weirds me out. Like I'm just tripping out every day. <laughs> what am I gonna? What am I gonna do with this guy? <laughs> yeah, me and this Loki. Dad. I'll probably love it. I'll probably love it. I mean, I can't imagine you have experience. You have four brothers. Yeah, but I didn't love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was straight mayhem. <laughs> Up until I had, yesterday. I like like it. it's just—it's <laughs> crazy. Fair enough. Okay, friends. Oh, once That's... again, our check-in just ends up going <laughs> going left every time. No, I feel like our check-ins are always going to be long this time around because yeah. it's just—I I don't know why I tried to dismiss it. I was like, wait, no, what am I doing? There's no way. There's too much to this. There's too much to disclose. Um, but we do also, of course, want to continue doing what we do best and doing what we love to do, which is honoring the amazing mothers that uh, we know and don't know, but want to get to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so friends, bomb mom time. So uh, the bomb mom that we'd like to nominate this week is goes by the name of Cambry. Her name on Instagram is Cambry K. And what I love, 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 love about her bio is it is very to the point. It's very direct. Living my best life with a wheelchair in tow. So uh, a bit of backstory about Cambry. She has been paralyzed since the age of 18. I don't exactly know how she got paralyzed. I'm not I haven't gone that far to get that story, but I know that it happened at the age of 18. And uh, yeah, so she's been wheelchair dependent since then. She talks about how, you know, she wasn't really sure what her life was going to look like, but she knew that there were certain things that certain dreams and aspirations that she had for herself that she was committed to seeing through. One of them was getting um, married, which she did uh, to this very handsome gentleman. The two of them like a darling pair. And the other Mm -hmm. was conceiving. She was adamant about wanting to um have a baby so anyway she does she has a how old is he now oh boy 
so the quick story, I guess the quick backstory is I think that she, she was like, they were, she wasn't sure whether or not like the spinal injury that she had was going to affect her ability to be, um, to conceive. And I think she did conceive, unfortunately suffered a loss. And then the, her doctor recommended IVF because he, he, he did see that like, it might be challenging for her to, um, conceive on her own. So she went, she did also talks about her IVF journey as well. Um, and she does share like a really neat <laughs> additive about her journey being that because she is paralyzed, she can't, um, she couldn't feel the injections, which Shen and I have talked about many times is probably the part that scares us the absolute most. Like I remember when Crystal was on and she was sharing with us, I was like, mm. like it was just, mm. yeah. And any mother that I've spoken to since then who have shared her journey with me, I'm like, oh my God, the needles, the needles. So there's just so many of them. So uh, yeah, yeah. The, her not having to go through that was pretty, pretty neat. Um, but anyway, yeah, she now has a beautiful little boy and it's just neat. It's so cool to see her on this journey of motherhood. It's neat to see like how she makes her home and her husband's super handy. He make he makes everything. He like customizes everything. So it's accessible in the house. It's really cool. I love um, that. Yeah, but she's just very unapologetic about motherhood. Very like, you know, just t- doing it her own way. And owning it. And I think it's super duper sick. Like, how do you give your baby a bath, for example? And she shows how she bathes him in the sink. Like, it's just really, really cool. So I just think Cambry's super dope. Um, manifesting slash praying slash demanding <laughs> that she comes <laughs> on the show because I would love to speak to her as I know Shen would as well. Um, but yeah, Cambry, man, you're a bomb. Definitely. Mom. So let's get into the episode today. I think we're going to talk about things that we want to do during pregnancy or things we want to change, things we want to continue, uh, things we'll do differently. Um, I think it's a unique experience for us to be pregnant together at the same time. Again, mm-hmm. at, at least this time we are friends. We are <laughs> before friends. Before we didn't really know each other when we were pregnant. So it's cool to share like what's different and um, what's the same. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Amen. Um, I think that that could, that can cover like so many things because there's so many things I decided to do differently this time around. This time sure. around. <laughs> All right. So tell us one. <laughs> this time around, you're doing what? Either differently or the same? Um, differently. This time around, mm-hmm. I I don't want to say this time around I don't care, but this time oh. around, <laughs> I, it's just I'm putting zero pressure on everything. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it may come off like I don't care because I'm such an extra person. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like, okay, you know, I want to throw this and that. But like, I realized the first time it didn't matter. What mattered to mm. me was like, making sure that I was safe and healthy. And those moments mattered the most to me being safe, being healthy, and making sure that my delivery went as well as I, I could allow it. And um, 
all the other things in between was just like busy work. Yeah. So this time around, I'm like, I'm not stressing myself out for gender reveal parties. And mm-hmm. you know, even though I'm having a boy this time around, I everyone's like, you have to do a shower. I'm like, actually, I just want to have a nice low key, no pressure family gathering where we can have a good time because it's also like unique because we're in COVID again. And, you know, there's still like not restrictions, but people still feel restricted because we're in a sixth wave. People are a bit scared. People are still getting COVID. So I haven't gone to like really gather with my family still after two years. So I think it's much more important for me to just like have a good shindig. I want to have like a nice backyard barbecue where Mm -hmm. everyone can come and eat and see each other and have a good time. And, you know, they can bring, you know, my sprinklings of diapers and wipes if they want to. But like, I don't care this time around. Mm -hmm. I really don't care. I love that. Yeah, I just feel like I feel a lot less stressed. And I think the the less stress I put and pressure I put on myself is is much needed, especially because I'm having such a difficult pregnancy this time around. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I yeah, agree. It's been working. It's been working. I feel like a lot better. I'm taking every day as it goes. And it's a nice approach. This is like new for me to not. Be- yeah not feel like I'm nesting 24 seven from day one. <laughs> Facts. Oh my gosh. I want to echo those same sentiments. Um, I feel like that to me is more similar to how I was the first time around. I think that's just kind of how I am. You know me. I'm kind of like a <laughs> kind of like, let me see what happens. Like I am definitely a planner in some respects, but in some respects, I just like, like, you know, I don't like the stress and the pressure of like being too, uh, militant about the things that I want to do or things the way that things have to happen so I definitely have been taking the same approach um, I feel like I've been probably more lax this time around um, just because that's like my second go at it so I think that that's also like you know add an added level of comfort because I'm there's some familiarity there um, so that's kind of nice um, but I feel like dun, dun, dun. I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm too lax because like in the past with Yara I was taking pictures like at every stage oh shoot I've only taken like three pictures like I have not been taking pictures or keeping up to date with like my bump growing or anything like that like I've just been so oh my god I didn't even think about that I haven't done one you see what I mean I've just completely for like I've like it's just not been and it's not that I obviously don't care I'm not excited um because all the things of course are not true but it's just like yeah I don't know I'm just like in kind of a different place um I feel like for me though this time around I'm really adamant about setting myself up uh financially so that I'm able to enjoy my maternity leave more um I think that Leon and I were very audacious (laughs) in our ambitions when I got pregnant we got pregnant and we bought a house in the same year so uh, it was a very yeah (laughs) it was just a very 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 and the, the worst part is that like Leon also experienced some like inconsistency with work. So that was really hard. Um, and I think it put a lot of pressure on us, our relationship on, you know, it was hard too, because I was just like, yeah, wondering like, should I be doing more? Should I be, you know, maybe I need to get a second job. Maybe I shouldn't take maternity leave for as long. Like I just, there was like a lot of different thoughts that I, that I feel like I had and mm-hmm. I just don't want to deal with that this time around. So I'm really adamant about like, okay, so I know that in, X amount of time, this baby's coming. What can we do financially to set ourselves up so that we can 
take, I, I can take 18 months if I want to, that we can enjoy our pregnancy more, that we can still vacation. Of course, we're still going to have to be cost conscious and, and, and responsible. But this time around, I don't want to have that kind of stress because there's already so many other stresses that will come with the presence of a new child, especially when you already have one. Um, the last mm-hmm. thing that I feel like I can really afford to have is um, any type of like, you know, financial stress or uh, concern and, and sure things will happen that are unexpected, but I just want to be more prepared this time around than mm-hmm. I was the first time. Cause I didn't think, I don't think I realized how, how difficult that would be like taking on the biggest expense of my entire life on in the year that I was going, I was going to have a reduced income. <laughs> like mm, this is literally the most expensive thing you will ever own and now your income being cut by like 50 percent good call so yeah <laughs> that's fair that makes sense I mean yeah you hear about it all the time and you're just like okay yeah It'll work but like when you're in it you're like oh geez this is crazy yeah definitely mm-hmm. You know, I think, yeah, I definitely, I, I, I think so. I don't think that people should necessarily, you know, have um, let finances dictate whether or not they can have kids or what or how many kids they should have. I don't necessarily think it's that per se, because I think, you know, being someone who is religious and spiritual, I've always believed that like, no matter what God will provide, if you've given me a child, then you will give me the means to, to provide for it. Um, but I still want to be like responsible <laughs> and more responsible. Because if, if you know better, you do better, period. Like I just, I'm older, I'm smarter. So I'm going to do better than I did the last time. It's just that, that simple. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. And you have another kid now, which is like, that's what ups the ante during this experience. Yeah. Because you have a, a toddler that needs your time and your energy and your energy is already at like 5%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just, and they're taking 10%. Yeah. And you're on E and you still have to like work be a wife, be awake (laughs) and still like run a household. It's just a lot. I mean, this is aging me. Definitely. (laughs) I feel myself myself rapidly aging. (laughs) And you know, what's so funny. I think that that's another thing that I'm going to be doing this time around is being more unapologetic about needing my time and Mm -hmm. about uh, not trying to do so much. I mean, I think it's kind of what we said earlier about kind of like relaxing, but I think it's a key piece because one of the things that I, I wanted my friends especially to know, because I remember even voicing my concern about it because I have, of course, different groups of friends and some had children, some didn't, but I was really worried about like, oh no, how is my relationship going to change with my friends that don't have kids that I'm quite close to? And I thought like, okay, well, I got to make sure like while I'm pregnant, I'm still showing them that I can be out and I can do things and I can, you know, And Mm -hmm. of course, I think that that's a part of me. I love to go out. I love, I'm a girl's girl. I love to hang out with my girlfriends. But I feel like this time around, I'm like, nah, I'm tired. Like I'm about to go home or I'm going to stay or no, like, you know, I'd love to hang out, but I don't want to today. I want to take a nap. Like I'm, I'm really, and I'm not only with my friends, but with everybody, even like Mm -hmm. my sister, like, oh, I want to come by and see Yara. Yeah. Today's not a good day. I'm tired. Or like Leon, like the same, like, you know, of course I get it. You know, man, he wants his time. He wants his time. <laughs> he has his needs. You know, he's trying to get into this pregnant pee. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, mm, yeah, like, no, I'm tired and I'm genuinely tired. And I'm saying this, like, not to, you know, dismiss you or to undermine your feelings or your needs, but to be to honor my own. Like, I'm really tired Definitely. today. It's not happening. And I 
don't feel like I did as much of that with Yara. I was really still trying to be lay. I was still trying to be out and and present for everybody and, um, you know, show up and, and just even when I really, really would have benefited from the rest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that yeah. goes into self self-care, which is something yeah. I'm going to also do differently is like 100% prioritize self-care. And I, I had this conversation with Joey where I'm like, listen, you know how, like when I'm ready, I'll write shit down. <laughs> I was like, this, <laughs> this is what I like. This is what I need. This is like a non-negotiable this time around where I'm like, I want this time. And like, once the baby comes and we sort out each other's schedules, like this is like this is on the list of our daily scheduling mm. where I will not be around. I, I don't know Amen. what I'll be doing. I'll be sitting in the car. I'll be getting my hair done, my nails done, or I'll be at the gym or getting a massage. But like mom's slot is do not disturb. And I that's, that's so, so, so important to me because I don't want to be forced to have to do it. Like when I'm already like completely drained and empty, because the last time around, I just found myself fleeing (laughs) to do Mm -hmm. like nothing, like in the car, driving to the mailbox to like watch TV on my phone and not come back back for an hour or two. Yeah. Like, even though it felt good, it felt like I shouldn't have to feel like I'm at the point now where I have to like completely flee my home and not care like what happens. Like, I feel like it's important for all of us to be on the same page to say like, this is a draining job. Make sure that you are rejuvenating yourself. 1000%. Daily, daily, not after four weeks, not after two weeks when everyone else is not busy anymore. No daily. This is my daily routine. I love it. We talked about that so many times about like how like the trips to the mailbox were supposed to be five minute trips and they turned into 30 minute (laughs) trips. And there were also and the thing about it, the trips to the mailbox were also like often, not always, but often like resulted in crying because you're just so tired. You're so tired and you don't know how to vocalize it and you feel maybe guilty about like sharing. And it's just like it's just too much. And it's like if you could just have that time then there's no guilt then there's no um confusion then there's no there's no resentment there's just like this is what this is my time we've already budgeted for it like we've budgeted for it in our schedules we're gonna make it happen and sure maybe sometimes you have to be flexible depending on what's going on but i absolutely love that i love being that intentional about that time and i would say if you can i would already start like as the, the closer you get to delivery the sooner I would start working that time in. <laughs> oh, like, I'll listen. work that, that time in before that baby gets here. It's after next week. After I'm done work. Come on. That's after what I'm talking I'm about. My last week of work, it's beginning because I also said I'm going to be intentional. I want to be like, I want to take preventative measures this time because I also had yes. insane postpartum anxiety. And I said that I want to start my sessions with a therapist now. I was going to ask so that you that. How are you going to avoid that this time around? Good for you. I mean, I don't know if it's avoidable because whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely going to, you know, start my sessions and and start putting in the work now because also like experiencing what I'm experiencing now has been like, you know, causing more anxiety in a different Mm -hmm. sense and making me feel a little bit depressed at times. But 
I think if I, you know, start laying down the groundwork now, I don't want to have all those things pile up on top of each other. And then I go through, I I give birth and then that's something else that kind of throws me over the edge. I really want to be intentional with taking care of my mental health this time around and then sticking to it. Because again, like if I don't take care of myself, that's going to affect winter. That's going to affect my marriage. It's going to affect myself. So I want to, my, my mission this time is to come out of here already becoming a better, my better self instead of like trying to, you know, trying to recover. I mm-hmm. love that. I love it. it's so preventative. It's 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 just proactive. Like, mm-hmm. why are we being reactive? We know based on what happened mm-hmm. and what you experienced, what I experienced as well. Um, yeah, that that's that that that's real. Like that breakdown. And again, it's again, it's not to say that that, that still may not happen, but like giving exactly. it your best shot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's the best alternative. It- I'm the like the best possible solution. Of course, it doesn't hurt to try instead of reacting. Because Lord knows, you guys heard about what we used to rent in the the first the first two seasons. It was a lot, and it was like feeling like we were being thrown to the wolves. It was a whole new world, and it I was. was just like, I was losing it. Honestly, I have I was in so much shock. And I wasn't prepared for like such a gigantic life, uh, a holistic, uh, holistic life change. I wasn't prepared for that. So neither was um, I. I don't think that I I didn't. I I mean, I handled it, but I feel like there were a lot of things that could be handled a lot better where. I mean, everything happens in its time and for its reason. Yeah, but um, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) I don't either, but I'm so happy to have that period of our lives um like what's the word I'm looking for um like archive does that make any sense like I just love it I love being able to listen to that and see where I was and to see how far I've come I think it's going to be really impactful for me to listen to those episodes postpartum you know I think that that's I think it is going to be really therapeutic to do that and the other thing that I love hearing it never gets old to hear it so like friends never stop telling us is when people tell us those the the impact those episodes have like still people will say things like you know like my have like my colleagues who are pregnant now and saying things like yeah like you know I I listened to that early episode of you know when you uh, talked about your body or talked about this and it really does like it really resonated like that stuff doesn't get old it doesn't expire and I think that that's what's really good about it. It's so timeless. So I loved that we have that and we experienced that and we voiced that much like yourself. I don't want to necessarily live that again, but um, I, I appreciate I so where, where I came from. Definitely. For sure. It so also is, uh, falls under something that I'll do the same is definitely continue to be extremely transparent with yes. what I'm experiencing because so she in our community, it has prompted a lot of conversations that should happen mm-hmm. amongst women of color who mm-hmm. don't feel like they, they feel embarrassed to share with others yes. and they don't know how to vo- communicate what they're feeling without feeling weak at the same time. And um, I have had conversations with people where they're like, you know, I've experienced like having a baby and my marriage is that this is happening in my marriage. And 
you know, the regular things that have happened that we have spoken about on the podcast. And I feel like I'm happy that I was transparent enough to share our struggles, Mm -hmm. um, especially with communicating and feeling overwhelmed and tired and even upset with our partners at the time. Yeah, because I learned so much about myself, not just like what's going wrong, but understanding that this time around, I have to be more intentional with communicating my needs and how I feel and also being empathetic to my partner because yes. they are also experiencing a lot of change. Oh my God, and yeah. <laughs> different pressures that they're feeling on top of what I'm feeling. And in our community, there are expectations that we have learned for generations where mm-hmm. they feel like they have to fit into certain molds and roles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this time it's like, listen, like we're partners and this is what we can do to make our family work. And I really want to over communicate that this time around. Cause before we were just both trying to fit into the rat race of doing what we thought was right. And it kind of destroyed our family dynamic. Mm. And I think that um, with us being more transparent and honest with each other, with how we're feeling and what, how we want things to work, um, it's definitely helped. We've, I mean, we learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was a, a rough, rough path, but we got yeah. there. And I feel like at the end of the day, whatever works for us is for us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything else is just opinions and we could take it Absolutely. with a grain of salt. doesn't matter if it's my mom, my dad, our friends, this is our family and whatever works for us will work for us. And I appreciate the struggle that we went through because we wouldn't have gotten to where we were today if we didn't go through those things for sure. So wow. it's really good to talk about our problems. It's good because a lot you find out it's so common. It's like everyone's going to experience these moments, especially with first time parents. For sure. Oh, <laughs> Joe and Chad in my face, man. <laughs> no, honestly, like I, it's so awesome. I, I really do love that. And I love, what I love even more is the, uh, not all the, of course, the relationship that Shannon and I had, but that was kind of inevitable, I feel. But the relationship that our husbands are building, I feel like this time around, them <laughs> having each other is going to be really helpful. Um, because Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that like, there is a level of vulnerability that men, again, particularly men of color, more specifically black men often feel, um, they feel, um, restricted from like, it's just like that. I I can't go there emotionally. I can't like, you know, I can't make this about me. I can't say how I feel to my wife or what have you. And yeah, I think that like, it was, it took a lot of probing a lot of prying and a lot of like blow-ups you know for Leon and I Mm -hmm. much like you know you and Joe to get to like oh so that's how you're really feeling or like or that's really Mm -hmm. what the issue is you know um and I guess again yeah they and that's again part of like our community but also part of them trying to like you know just navigate this process like I don't know I don't know I'm and I think with Leon probably much similar to Joe Leon was so scared of postpartum he didn't know much about it but he was really really scared of like saying anything to upset me because I just don't want you to hurt yourself. I don't want you to hurt Yara. I don't want you to, to, so I don't want to share with you how I'm really feeling, but I'm really not feeling good about this. I am really feeling neglected. I am really feeling, um, you know, Mm -hmm. frustrated and I'm feeling, you know, kind of confused and worried and all these different things. So 
I, I love that. I adore that piece. Um, I think, yes, being very intentional is so important. Um, I think that that's also uh, something that Leon and I have talked about and we're, we're looking into now is the family therapy piece. You know, seeing a family mm-hmm. therapist prior to the, the arrival of the second baby, just so that we can get the support not only for each other um, and for our marriage, but for Yara. Um, because I understand it's going to be a unique transition for her as well. You know, she's a first grandchild on both sides and still currently the only grandchild on both sides. So very much, you know, um, <laughs> the center of a lot of people's universe, which is a gift and a curse in many ways. So I feel mm-hmm. like I just want this transition to be as smooth as possible for everybody. Um, so, yeah, this time around being transparent, not only in my marriage, but also, um, you know, with my with my child and, and constantly, you know, getting like checking like her um pulse on how she's feeling and how she's adjusting to it and being intentional about time I think tonight uh was so awesome when she spoke about her three daughters and how they have three very unique needs and how she's so intentional about what they need like she said I think it was her older one who like needs quality time and it's like not time with like quality time is not family time it's not daughter time it's just me and mommy or me and daddy and that's it and I grossly suspect that Yara will be the same. I suspect that it's going to yep. be the same thing. I feel it. As like you Yara say that, I'm like 1,000%. Yara 1, is 1,000%. definitely going to need like, oh, okay, it's just mommy and me going to the zoo today. Got it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. going to be that. I'm, yeah, I know you want to go to the zoo. Oh, so, gosh. <laughs> I know. I said the Z word. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I know that I kind of went off a tangent here, but I, I love the piece about being transparent. I think that's dope. Um, one thing that I'm also going to do this time around is love my body at every stage. I'm forcing myself <laughs> to love my body at every stage. So yeah, one of the things that like, it's not that I was already like not comfortable with my belly, but I feel like Rihanna, uh, you know, really did. She really did say that like, hey, you can be so unapologetic about the way that you want to dress when you are pregnant. It is completely fine. Certainly women have done it before Rihanna. I'm not saying that she's the only woman who has ever like, you know, been super proud of her belly and like, you know, walked proudly with it showing with it. Not like, I'm not saying that that's the case, but I just loved where, how she um, articulated it when she was doing, I guess, an interview with Vogue. She's like, this is the most incredible part of my life. Like, this is the most like amazing thing I have ever done. There is absolutely mm-hmm. no way <laughs> I'm going to shy away from, you know, being happy about it and being proud of it. And I love fashion. So like that can't stop. That was never, ever going to stop. And it won't stop. And I love that she feels this way now because a lot of women often feel this way now. But I'm forcing myself to also feel that way after because I feel like that is the harder part. And I would hope yeah. that's my prayer. My hope is that Rihanna also does that. I really hope that we're not seeing all of this and then she gives birth and we don't see her for six weeks and then she comes back on flat flat. Like, I'm not saying that that's not her reality or that she can't, like, you know, maybe her body does snap back and that's what it is. But show us, show us the postpartum belly, show us that realness because I feel like that to me is going to be even more motivating, even more empowering than showing us your belly now. You have a beautiful pregnant mm-hmm. belly now. It's lovely. Like some people still, of course, have their issues about it. But ultimately, you have a stunning stomach. Show us what that belly looks like when that baby's out. <laughs> like be that apologetic with that baby out. 
like still wear those cute normalize the pouch come on because Mm -hmm. that is the harder part to love and it's just Mm -hmm. it's not an easy journey I mean again I'm not particularly like you know I have my thoughts about this family as well but I remember Kylie Jenner said the same thing she was like whoa like this time around this this the Yara okay okay put it down this time around this uh with with her second baby she's like okay yeah this body did not snap back the way i thought it was going to <laughs> and that's been very hard for me because why is this body taking so long to snap back i'm not feeling it like yeah and she didn't show us but she was like six weeks postpartum and she was like by this point with stormy i was like significantly thinner and i am not and it is very very hard emotionally i'm like mm-hmm. speak the truth it's not seriously Right. And that's I mean, someone with I all the money and resources still saying that. Because your body's going to do what your body does. That's Thank it. you. And you, you just have to let it be. And like, I don't even know why there is any focus on that, really. Like I just yeah. created life, like the most magical thing on this planet mm-hmm. is creating, duplicating more life. Yeah. And people are worried about how big my stomach is. Come on. And that's what I have to continue to like tell myself I'm yeah. and this time around I feel mo- a lot more empowered I mean I loved being pregnant the last time I loved eating Same. what I wanted I loved wearing my tight dresses I felt my sexiest pregnant actually because I was like I'm gonna wear this and I don't care but after that baby <laughs> <laughs> what's happening here I was like I see <laughs> yeah what's this <laughs> it's weird and it was it was a struggle. It was kind of up and down mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I felt healthy at first because, you know, like we're breastfeeding. And then like once that stopped, once I stopped breastfeeding, which was like shortly after maybe like two months after giving mm-hmm. birth because I couldn't produce anymore. I was like, wow, the weights, the weight was coming off fast at first. <laughs> and, then, and then now I'm like, oh, dear, I can't eat. I can't. I can't do what I want to do anymore. And, and I'm sleep deprived and I'm just grabbing what I can grab. And I was like, how did this snowball? And I felt like so down on myself, but now I'm just like, listen, I'm just going to let life, like I said, taking it easy, taking it one day at a time and making sure I'm doing what makes me feel well, opposed to doing whatever it takes to make me feel thin. I don't care to be thin. I'm a woman that has given birth to children. Um, I'm grown. I don't want a little kid's body. I want to be (laughs) healthy. (laughs) 13 year old body. (laughs) I want to feel healthy and I want to feel sexy. And I felt like, you know, I loved the curves. I loved, you know, looking like a woman. I feel like that's what women look like. Like our body was made to do this. And I want to embrace that that's the mindset I want to move forward with is just doing what I need to do to make sure I stay healthy. And if I keep that mindset, I feel like everything else will, will follow. I agree. I think things will fall into place that way. I think being patient with yourself and you're like, and I, and again, I just think that that was the messaging, right? The messaging then when three, four years ago was very powerful. It was very much like, Oh, snap back. Oh, your body will snap back. Oh, you're 31. Mm-hmm. Your body will snap back. Like it was, that was really, um, that was the narrative that was being pushed. So when that didn't happen for me, it was very difficult. Um, and although yes, I j- enjoyed 
being pregnant and I loved a lot of times the way I looked, I won't lie that it was a difficult journey for me because, and I'm surprised that it wasn't for you, even though like, yes, we were, I feel like, because we have parallel lives, our whole lives we've been waiting to be thicker. I feel like I still had trouble sometimes reconciling the fact that I wasn't as small. Like, I just feel like being like a size two for so long. Yeah. (laughs) It was just like, what the heck? Like, it was so mind boggling. Double digits. Yeah, it was weird. I'm like, hey, like Mm -hmm. what's happening? Like it was just feeling, it was just happening very fast for me. And I think that that was a very foreign place for me. I know it sounds kind of like condescending or like to say like, oh, what do you mean you've never had body image issues? But like for most of my life, I didn't, you know, I was thin and sure I wanted to be a bit thicker, but I even felt a little bit embarrassed about feeling that way. So I kind of dismissed that because growing up the body type, the ideal body type was thick thin. And that was us. Mm-hmm. So it was like, whatever, it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, so that, that was, that was a, a, an interesting journey for me, but I think you're right this time. It, it has to be loving yourself at every stage. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't want to improve yourself because of course you can, mm-hmm. but no matter where you're at, you got to love yourself. I need to love myself at every way. Right. And really be proud of 100%. because I don't want that to get into the way of my happiness because that's for other people and the way I feel about myself should reflect no matter should reflect outwards no matter what people say about me and we're coming from Caribbean backgrounds they're already gonna comment doesn't matter if I lose 10 (laughs) 15 50 pounds they're still gonna tell me I look fat (laughs) listen you said it you <laughs> said it like Caribbean back they don't care like they don't business they're gonna tell you ban your belly like two seconds the minute after that baby's put on your chest your mom grandma and your uncle's whispering your ear ban your belly like oh my god you know out of my the, face the shit I got for not doing that because as soon as I had the baby dates that's exactly what happened everyone was telling me about my belly and I never did and they were like look look at your belly now we told you to ban it I was like honestly here we are (laughs) here I don't care I don't care and now what here we are (laughs) I still 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 breathing yeah (laughs) I came here looking fly as hell to this family function don't worry about my belly (laughs) don't worry about it sweetheart don't worry about it don't worry about it sweetheart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that has to be the energy unsolicited unsolicited opinions although i didn't really take them in too much when i was pregnant the first time oh this time around i'm really rejecting them with the swiftness, mm-hmm. <laughs> the swiftness. like no mm-hmm. you're not stealing my joy you're not bringing me down beat it beat it we don't care we do not care like yeah. still doing our own thing but this is so cool i really love this episode i love talking about how things are going to change um i can't wait till it airs and when it finally does i'm really excited to hear what you all did differently your second or third or fourth time around or fifth or if you're like our former guest your 10th time around um (laughs) how yeah things were different for you because I think that like again classic cliche saying but when you know better you do better and I think that that's a really neat thing um, and sometimes you do, you know, you do things the same because it worked for you the first time. But I think that like, yeah, I think both Shen and I are, are going to do some things differently this time that we think are, are really going to um, sure. benefit us. Definitely. 
<laughs> Definitely. And we're, we're also hopeful that you'll, you know, give us some, some advice too. Like if there are things that like, you know, we said or we might have missed, we want to hear like, hey, what's your sex? Yara? <laughs> So right, it's a podcast about our families. Yeah, (laughs) she's just being so noisy, and she knows. Um, the second time, if yeah, if you have advice of things that you you think that we should be doing, um, the second time, even though we said unsolicited, we asked, we asked, but I'm soliciting. (laughs) I'm I'm requesting the the opinion. So please share with us what we can do uh, this time around to have a smoother transition, um, because we'd love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. but with that being said we're gonna wrap it up right now mm-hmm. and before i do we just want to remind y'all to head over to apple Podcasts if you are listening don't forget to rate and review this episode and or the entire podcast if you're listening we'd love to hear your feedback this is what keeps our podcast going so head over there and give us that five star rating thank you very much um and if you want to catch up on old episodes or um what else is there if you want to catch up on our old episodes and check out our merch you can head over to wildenap.ca and that's where you'll find us you can find the links to our socials our episodes our merch check out some birth stories and um and contact us if you guys want to send us a note say what's up send us topics um go to our contact us page and just send us a quick little message and um if you also want to see what we're up to on the socials wtn Mm. podcast is our instagram ig handle um that's where you'll see us just chilling just chilling and for now (laughs) that's probably where you will find us um (laughs) We are on TikTok and on Facebook. You will see us on Facebook a little bit, but head over to IG. That's where you'll find us directly. And if you want to chat with us there, we'll definitely answer you quickly. But with that being said, the kids are also awake. So nap time is not over, but it will begin for us. Okay. (laughs) Switching it up now. (laughs) All of the above. Thanks so much for listening, friends. We appreciate you. Yes, and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.